So this is going to be our last real episode. Yeah. Last episode of season four. Yeah. Fuck me. We're almost on our fifth year of doing this. <laughs> We're. I think we finally have it down, maybe. Maybe? Maybe. Maybe. I think the important part of, of living with ADHD is understanding that it's always going to change because if it doesn't, you get bored. Yes. <laughs> Yes, this is Bonex's favorite. That's where we're at today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're a podcast with a deeper look at the play experience and the finer details of running and writing games. And we are queer women, sort of, speaking with authority about (laughs) games. Yes, we swear. Die mad about it. Die mad about it. (sighs) Who are you? I'm Ray. I'm Ray. Hi. Mm -hmm. How are you? I'm I'm Ray. I'm an industry professional. I've written for Exalted. I've written for Scion. I've written for Trinity. I've written for Vampire. I've written for They Came From. Mm -hmm. I've written for, what am I missing? I don't know. What are you missing? I think, I think that's everything. I have some other stuff in the tank that I can't talk about. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've done a lot of things. Yeah. Let's just say I'm a pretty big deal. You said, how are you? And I said, I'm, and then just didn't say the next word. And that sums it up pretty well. (laughs) (laughs) I am. I am. I am. Sure am. Mm -hmm. I I guess I'm, I guess I'm Monica. I guess. Pretty sure. Reasonably certain. Okay. All right. Uh, We'll check in with you later on how that, how that's going. Yeah. How that's progressing. Um, (laughs) How it is being Monica. (laughs) (laughs) I've also worked on Exalted. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I've also worked on Cyan. Yeah. And I also worked on Vampire. All yeah. of them. All of the vampires. I've worked on all of the vampires. Uh, yeah. Which all makes people think vampire. I like all of the vampires. I worked on V20. Uh, I worked on VTR. And I worked on V5. <laughs> In some capacity. <laughs> you must really like Vampire. It. Nope. Uh, no, I just, I just really like money. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Danielle. Uh, I like money and hey, I like D. I like money and I like D. Also, my work on the Guide to the Night is really good. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I also worked on Scion. Did I already say that? I think I, said I don't. That. I think so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't work on They Came, but I have worked you on worked Trinity on Core. Tr- Trinity, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Aeon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Chronicles of Darkness stuff. Uh huh. While we were still doing that. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I worked on Deviant. That just came uh, yeah, out. Yeah, that's out. Yeah, that's out now. Yeah. It's gross and creepy. This will be our last episode of season four. I know, I can't believe it. We, we may, I can't believe it's almost fucking October. Oh, God. This will be the end of our fourth year doing this bullshit. Yeah. Can and you I'm, believe it? We're going to try this, we're going to try this off-season thing. Yeah, I think it's going to, well, I mean, this isn't technically the first time we've done this. Yeah. This it's is just f- the first time we've done it officially. Done on, on purpose. <laughs> uh, doing it on purpose this time. On purpose. I, I already have plans for... I, I did my, my maiden stream of playing Caves of Cued. 
on Sunday. Every time I talk about it, I have to pronounce it differently. Okay. I played Caves of Cued for an audience on Sunday, and it was really well received, and I died several times, and it was a lot of fun. Um, I'm planning on incorporating more games into that, but then I also want to like run games and just like hang out with people, and we have like a Halloween event that we're planning. I'm making like cool like graphics for it and shit. Um, I can't remember what else. Oh, Monica, you're organizing deep dives with D. Yes, that's gonna that's gonna be a thing. People asked for it. It's mm-hmm. probably gonna be one or two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, a bunch of people. I said to the misdirected Mark folks, "Hey, does anybody want to do a BXP crossover while we're in our off season?" And like three people said yes. So yeah, so we'll we have to get around shows. to coordinating that. Um, we so might do like maybe we do like a feed drop like if we do like when we do the inevitable pandas crossover because we love phil and senda and they love us back we can just do like a feed drop and just put the pandas episode in the bxp feed <laughs> yeah that's i think that's the goal for all of them um yeah. Ange from yeah. gnome stew wants to talk to us and jeremy yes. from there is there a super geek wants to talk to us I and, talk and, to uh, the uh, and of course doc wants to talk to us Yes, I like dog a lot. All right, it's gonna be fun. It it's is. Gonna, gonna we're gonna fun. do like a little tour. Yeah, we'll do a little. Yeah, uh, off season episodes will come out when they come out. Um, mm-hmm. The goal is like, eh, we'll get you something once a month, probably. But uh, I know. we'll we'll still be making stuff. It just won't be BXP. Yeah, it won't be BXP, and it won't be on the every other week schedule that yeah, we that probably. we only sort of adhere to. <laughs> no we're doing our best (laughs) we're pretty good about having something out every other week what day is what day does it come out i couldn't tell you but it's during the week Mm -hmm. usually before thursday before thursday usually (laughs) yep uh so i think this is why like like, the core of our fandom are like neurodivergent queers (laughs) because they're all like we got it it's fine yeah i can't i can't imagine why the majority of our audience would be neurodivergent queers what a what a surprise we bring that energy uh uh, i feel like there's something else i wanted to say but i've completely lost it well, I'm gonna start um, the thing where I talk about the topic, and if it comes to yeah, you, yeah, we just should interrupt probably me. do that. Yeah. Oh, uh, systematic understanding of everything is ending. Oh yeah, systematic understanding of everything is ending. I mean, I mean the the original premise of systematic understanding of everything is ending. Yes the the run of we explain exalted to you will be over. Are uh, you ready to talk about what's the next phase? I think we probably should plan and finalize that a bit more before we advertise it. Ah. <sighs> right you're so yes, right i am <laughs> okay cool we have right, something so. cool in mind that is going to be a scheduling disaster so i don't want to talk <laughs> about it yet i think it'll be okay i I've, I've learned a lot from uh the person i was asking if I, I feel like if i talk about this too directly people will be like i know what they're doing but yeah. i've learned a lot from the person that i was talking to about mm-hmm. how to pull this off so mm-hmm. i think it'll be okay okay yeah yeah yeah. I'm I'm very confident. Okay. Cool. <laughs> anyway, our topic. It's been our like topic. An hour. All right. So, we have had a bevy of topics from Twitter to choose from. Yeah, the outline says this know. week, but this is several weeks out of date. But like, it's been you know. Month. You know, uh Twitter is always churning out something new to make us mad. <laughs> uh but rather than dive into the discourse, pick one. Just pick one. Pick a topic that you can think of. Uh, today BXP is going to talk about something we agree with and want to discuss. Like, listen, wild, wild. I know. Okay, get yeah. it. I get it. All right, but we will be back to being spicy later. We're okay. Don't worry. 
Yes. It's just, we're taking a break. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. The holidays Kate. are coming. Oh, the holidays are coming. You've got to put the spice away. Use it yeah. for cookies. Mm-hmm. Put, them, put it in your coffee. Uh, mm-hmm. You just, we got to, you, you can't just be on all the time. Yeah. We gotta, all we gotta balance. <clears throat> yeah. And this is our last our, full episode, so. One of our buddies hexed so much it broke his hand. Like, you got to be careful. I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's not how that works, but, you know. <laughs> Don't don't shed off so much negative energy that it comes back to you. Yeah. Yeah. Don't break your own bones with your negativity. <laughs> so fuck, what are we talking about today? Yeah, I found <laughs> I found a really fucking interesting thread written by Nightling Bug on Twitter. And again, this was like a month ago now, uh, about how D D for all its other problems is an OC generator, an original character generator. Um, and how its lack of direct representation in characters you can make can be a draw for marginalized people who are not self-actualized. Um, I think this is a fantastic take. I 100% agree with it, and you should go read it. And if I can dig it back up out of Twitter, we'll put a link in the show notes. When I wrote this outline, it was much more recent. And you did not link it in the outline. No, I didn't link <laughs> we'll it in the outline. It. We'll it, find it. It is on my Discord somewhere, and I probably could search for it. Yeah. Um. We are not going to argue the point uh, or try to interpret it any further. That is not happening here. Uh, she already did that, and we agree with her. So don't go fight with her on Twitter, please. Uh, <laughs> please don't do that. Please don't resurrect drama just because we're talking about it right now. Uh, BXP, however, is going to take her suggestion that we should take the free lunch offered by D&D in that, like, more indie games should be cool OC character creators. Why are we not yeah. doing this? Uh, yeah. And eat eat it. Take that free yeah. lunch and eat it. So we're going to talk about that today. <laughs> yes. Uh, so would you like me so, to ask these questions since you have written yes, the first I answer? I wrote, because I got to the outline first. Yeah, you, you did. Probably. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, so for our first point, let's talk about what drives us to make OCs. Um, and let's talk specifically about what makes a player character personally compelling. So this is this is actually so close to me in so many ways that it's um, it's it's kind of hard for me to put it into words. I've been making original characters do not steal as a writer, as an artist, and as a gamer for like ninety five percent of my life. My one of one of the gifts I remember best from my early childhood is I got a little like personal like made for kids tape recorder with a microphone that I would just like babble improv stories into. Um, and that was my favorite thing in the world until I took it into the bath with me. <laughs> I learned a hard, hard lesson about electronics. Um, I've been making original characters literally like my whole life. I've made, I've made OCs to interact with parts of the world that interest me. Um, whether those are fantasy worlds or real or the real world, um, I make them to express like personal conflicts I'm sorting through or just personal conflicts that I think would be interesting. I make them because I saw another character that I thought was almost perfect, but like I would change one or two things if they were mine. It, it's just, it, it's kind of like a, a, almost like a reflex for me. Like I just make avatars specifically for interacting with different like aspects of the world or personal communication that really interest me. I have I have an odd relationship with OCs is what I'm trying to say. Like I've had a few quite quite a few I really like. 
Um, but even when I was just playing a lot of pretend in the backyard with my middle school bestie and her brothers, um, I was always kind of in a GM role. I kind of feel like we talked mm. about this in a really early VXP episode. Um, I think so, yeah. Yeah, I played a lot of roles and facilitated our story. Uh, and even when playing with the minifigs, it was kind of about how many different people can these guys be? What sort of weird <laughs> ongoing story can I tell with all these pieces? Um, yeah. And it wasn't until I got into the mechanical aspects of playing pretend that I really got attached to an OC. Uh, and I'll be honest, a lot of that was neat things I could do, then this character is me. But also some of that too. Don't worry, I'm not a monster. <laughs> Right. Sometimes yeah. the character is only a little bit you, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's never not you. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know where I was going with that. Mostly that I just, I am more likely, I guess I'm just the sort of weirdo who's more likely to impress myself firmly upon someone else's character than I am to just make my own. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. right. Or to be like given pieces like a bunch of minifigs or dolls with outfits or whatever and be like, hmm, what can I, what can I say here? Can I change these people That's around? Interesting that there is like a Lego minifig to tabletop RPG oh. character creation pipeline. <laughs> pipeline. <laughs> <laughs> what is character creation if not a lot of pieces of a Lego minifig? Right, sure. <laughs> Every possible head you could swap out. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So I think that's a good way to segue into let's talk about the ways people express themselves through player characters. Oh, God. I saw this on the outline. I was like, oh, my God. Like the number of times I've made a player character. And realized later that I was, like, sorting some shit out <laughs> using that player character. Like, after the fact, like, oh, yeah. Um, they can be, like, little tra- trauma avatars. <laughs> you can <laughs> just project your issues onto someone who's way more attractive and competent and interesting than you. <laughs> That's my main draw. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I just wrote right underneath it exactly the same thing uh, yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's a way to work through something you didn't know you were going through or make a cooler more attractive more heroic version of yourself shoulder the same burdens and come out better mm-hmm. or worse mm-hmm. or worse <laughs> sometimes that's fun too yeah uh, uh, yeah i i definitely in retrospect like my real big long-running D fourth edition character which is a campaign i think we played through the entire edition uh I was like, oh, this is about feeling estranged by my family. That's what this is about. Huh. Yeah. Sure is. Yeah. Uh, but also, uh-huh. but also like dressed up in a way that's cool and fun and not just It doesn't sad. feel really uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Same. <laughs> <laughs> I I, uh, I actually feel a little uncomfortable pointing to direct examples of this, but yeah, I, uh, yep. A lot of the times I'll make a PC and then go like, oh yeah, that was about my issues with insert issue here. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, I don't know that there's more to say on this topic, so. <laughs> I mean, some people don't do that, I guess. I guess. <laughs> I guess. So there's, I guess there exist people that don't use their player characters as little avatars for their own trauma, but I don't understand that. I that's, So I that's think not me. my guess <laughs> is that if someone is not doing that, there is some other aspect of the story they're interested in engaging with that they are fascinated by. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it yeah. doesn't really have to be personal exploration, though that's sort of what we're talking about here. And I just remembered what topic five was going to be. Oh, um, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I should write that down real quick before I forget it because it will fall out of my brain. 
Right. So, like, maybe it's just, what would it be like to be a halfling? What if what if my life <laughs> yeah. was being a three foot tall guy who what smoked if I a lot was of weed? A very small, very high individual. <laughs> <laughs> what if I was even smaller and even higher than I am now? Right now. <laughs> <laughs> what would be different? <laughs> right. Or like uh, you know, I have you never made a character where you were like you know, most characters are some some tiny aspect of yourself, and then you make a character who is just not you in any way at all. Uh, mm. And then something happens, and you're like, "Oh, wait, no, that's um, that's where that came from." <laughs> yeah, I I the the, the I played a D and D character. Mm-hmm. I think it was the longest running D and D five A character I had. That was like a dwarven grandmother. Uh, yes, I love your cleric. I love dwarven grandma cleric. She's really great, and I was I at the time was like this is nothing like me, and then I was like, oh, I made this character when I was wrestling with my uh my own problems like related to like being a caregiver for children and whether or not they were really my children or not, and you know all the stuff that came with that, and this was basically like the team mom who really like embraced the idea of being the team mom and like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I thought I was making something that had nothing to do with me, and then I was like, oh, actually, oh, she it was does. helping me with my issues related to parenthood. Mm. 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 <laughs> uh, so despite PCs and original characters sort of being the, the way one rolls out the therapy couch for themselves um, why wouldn't someone let players make their own funny little guy <laughs> <laughs> um, well there could be time constraints if you're yeah. running for a specific time slot during it's a true. convention mm-hmm. uh yeah, you you might bring pre-generated characters to cut down on time because it can because sometimes character generation is a whole session all on its own and you just yeah. don't have the fucking time for that. Depending um, on the there game. could also be um, there could be story constraints, like if you're running like a really tightly themed one shot, you might want to come with some appropriate pregens for people to choose from. That's not going to like completely derail your game. When I ran, um, I ran a monster of the week one shot uh, that was basically just alien it was just the, the movie alien with like a couple of cosmetic changes um, <laughs> so i came with a bunch of pre-generated characters like because if you're gonna play a game that's basically alien you kind of want to curate the sort of characters that they can play <laughs> so yeah, I brought them, like, you, you don't choices. need what is it the champion the divine the chosen, the chosen showing up to alien chosen. yeah you need because it was monster of the week right you said that yeah 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 you don't want the chosen you don't want the divine I did have someone, someone was playing a monstrous, but they were, it was the guy that was secretly an android. (laughs) So that worked really well. (laughs) Anyway, yeah. Sometimes you just want to, you want to curate it and sometimes you want to cut down on the time. Yeah. I started the thought that depending on the game, sometimes character creation is like an all day affair. Games are moving away from that, but like it's to get, coordinate like four to five people to make characters depending on their skill levels and familiarity and all that that could be you could if you're like this is a one shot you better have those ready to go uh because yeah. otherwise you might not play yeah <laughs> the one shot will be character car- character, character creation. creation yeah i mean other games don't not all games do this but like that can happen yeah yeah i personally really like assigning players specific characters and roles and then being surprised by the way they develop them which is that's the whole thing that is besides the <laughs> practical thing of like 
these are pregens. You, when I make pregens, I just make like a class or a race or a exalt type or whatever. No name, like no gender. Just here's some stats. Here's what this character does. You tell me who they are. Yeah, that's yeah. usually how I roll with that. Uh, and usually curated towards things people have said they wanted to do. Like if someone's like, I want to yell at people and hit things, and I'm like, All right, here's your Zenith Solar. <laughs> right, like here you go. <laughs> Uh, government assigned exalted kin here's, here's, yeah there you go uh <laughs> i if for all the one shots i've run on uh streams for essence uh that was all based on requests from people for specific things they wanted their character to do and then they made up their characters on the spot like their yeah their names yeah. their personalities and that's fun too that's that's usually my my facilitating pregens um for a game where like we're not going to spend all day making characters <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, when I'm talking about assigning player specific characters and roles to be surprised by the way they develop them, usually this means characters from an existing IP. Uh, Ray played in the Sailor Moon game I ran where everyone played Sailor Moons. Yeah. I played Sailor Saturn. It was yeah. intense. Uh, so each of those characters were their own PBTA playbooks, very much like the one page dossier uh, in Lady Blackbird, which was a game I had not played at the time. Um, mm -hmm. And it it is inarguably one of my most successful campaigns. Um, and more than one friend discovered they were just fine with playing the opposite gender. Um, mm -hmm. I like to do this when I want to see a specific story told with specific characters and I want to be surprised rather than control the outcome. Uh, if I wanted the latter, I'd just write actual fanfic rather than spend hours homebrewing stuff to facilitate it. So I guess we should go on break. Yeah, I guess we should. We've been talking a lot. This wow. is going to be a really good, like, hey, this final is... episode of the season. Yeah. Big ass Patreon version. Yep. Yep. All right. Let's go to the break room. All right. Let's I'm go. I'm going to take a break from talking if that's okay. That's fine. Uh, Could you do the whole break? Is that is that all right? Oh, my coffee went lukewarm. Ugh. Oh. Oh, God. Ugh. Oh, why did I do that? Okay. Yeah, sure. I need you to ding for me, though. Oh, okay. I can yes. It's BXP is brought to you by the Misdirected Mark Network. Bing! All right, now you're dismissed. Thank you. Yep. Become a BXP patron. Patrons get to chat with us directly, special Discord roles, and exclusive hangouts, which are going to happen even more during the off-season. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month, which is a steal and gets you all kinds of fun stuff. If you'd rather support BXP without committing to monthly payments, you can still buy a coffee, ko-fi.com slash bonusexp and buy our stuff. Go to bxpcast.com slash bxpswag and check out our merch page. Also, don't forget, BXP is sponsored by Nerdy Kepi. You can get all kinds of rad queer swag. Remember to use code bxpcast at checkout for 10% off. Never expires. That's nerdykepi.com. And you can just go to the collections page and then click the thing that says bonus experience and you can see all of our cool, exclusive Nerdy Kepi BXP stuff. Remember also that saying nice things is always free. Leave us a good review on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google, I think we're on Spotify, uh, wherever, and help us get more listeners. Just say nice stuff about us. We love to hear it. Uh, and if you like bonus experience, you'll also like Gnomecast. Several gnomes from Gnomes Do get together to talk about gaming topics and themselves in an effort to entertain you and avoid being thrown in the stew. What do you think a Gnomes Do tastes like? Uh, gamey, probably gamey yeah i don't think that's gnomes... a terrible pun i don't oh wow yeah it is not intended um <laughs> pretend that it was because that's clever 
<laughs> I was just like, gnomes taste terrible. Gamey. Gamey. You brilliant son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it brilliant if it's an accident? Is mm. it? What, well, uh, well, I guess it depends whatever. if you're one of those like awful people that think accidents aren't real. <laughs> there is no such thing as an accident. Because you are watching this video, you are energetically aligned with my message. <laughs> Motherfucker. Ugh. Anyway. He turned out to be terrible. He turned out to be terrible. <laughs> Fucking milkshake ducks left and right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's go. Let's go. So what are our favorite character generation systems? I really like StoryPath, Chairgen. No way. Chair We've had this discussion already, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. No, right? So, yeah. No, StoryPath, really? <laughs> um, I'm already, and I'm also, I'm fucking nuts about Traveler's character creation minigame, even though I have never played Traveler in my whole fucking life. <laughs> um, so StoryPath, for those of you who have not created a character using the StoryPath system, um, because there's the nine attributes, because it's, you know, it's got white wolf DNA. Yeah, it's um, your approaches. Is it might? Uh, it I, is. How many times have I written for StoryPath and I cannot fucking remember? I, I had to look at it this very recently because H used the three essence attributes instead of the three StoryPath Yeah, I was about to approaches. use you got force, fortitude, and finesse. It's basically it. the same thing, three things. Yeah, it is uh, might, power. Oh, power. That's it. Finesse, power. resist, resilience. Power, finesse, and resilience. Um, and those three, and those three, basically, those you got the power, finesse, resilience, but then you still have your physical, mental, social. So you prioritize one of the three: power, finesse, resilience, and then go through and pick physical, mental, social, and it kind of like creates that array for you. Mm -hmm. um, and then on top of that, you have your three paths. Like you have. It depends on the story path game, but for example, in Scion, it's like your origin path. It's like where you came from. Um, your role path, which is the path that you, basically the the role that you take on nowadays. And then I think the third depends on which version of Scion you really like. Dragon has one, and then regular Scion has another that are basically like how you tie to your pantheon or your patron. Um, and then those paths have three asset skills. Mm -hmm. attached to them so if you are like my origin is i was a a spoiled prep school student then you might have culture academics and um, i don't know fucking subterfuge because you're a lion bitch as your three asset skills and then each one of those paths has three skills on it and they may even overlap mm -hmm. you add them all together so if you have two paths that have culture in them that means that you have potentially two or more dots in culture because they doubled up um and i i like using that because it it takes your character's background and their current like attitude basically it marries your character's place in the world to the mechanical system instead of expecting you to draw the connections on your own like say D D might do where it's just like <laughs> put some numbers in there and then go i guess i'm an acolyte like the fucking what is that even nobody cares um i also really like traveler's character traveler's character creation is fucking bonkers it's a whole game all on its own 
where you are you you roll like random stats and then you're rolling to see how your character's life shaped up like you have these different phases of of like you have your career phase where you roll to see if you can get into the career of your choice mm-hmm. if you don't then you can be a drifter or you can enlist in the military and then those are your careers or you can become a criminal those are your career choices and then you roll to see how well you did in the career different events might happen to you um you might even fucking die you could die <laughs> during character creation and traveler which i don't know if that's still a thing in recent editions but I, it's like infamous for you could die before you even get to the game <laughs> i have no idea but you you basically just keep rolling to see like the sort of skills and and resources your character accrued in their life through their career progression and at a certain point because each phase is like five or ten years or something like that at a certain point it's like okay you're getting old now Mm -hmm. if you continue to roll you will gain more skills but you have a chance of aging and like losing points in your in your like different attributes because you're getting old or you could go in for like this really illegal anti-aging process that if you get caught your your career becomes prisoner (laughs) (laughs) and it's I really like it. At the very end, you like sum up everything that your character learned, sum up all the resources and like, like narrative permissions they earned through all that. And that's your character. So you could start with someone who's like, basically like their first career was just academic. Like they spent four years at school and they went, I'm ready. And now they're on a spaceship. Or you could play like this grizzled, like 75 year old retired veteran who like saw combat and now has like these penalties to their, like basically their strength in their decks. But they have like a bazillion fucking skills because they lived so fucking long. And I, <laughs> it's really fun just to make characters. I've never played Traveler, but I've made characters for Traveler. <laughs> so I, th- I think my opinions on Traveler's character creation are basically that it's really fucking nailing being a great character creation minigame. Uh, and yep. sucks shit if you're trying to make a character that you might be attached to for the duration of an entire game. Like, you God help you if you well. had a specific concept you wanted to make, which I think you can actually yeah. just do. But like, don't don't at yeah. me about being wrong about Traveler, please. I just don't care. Uh, but if you come at it with like, all right, let's see what I what I come up with. Yeah, let's, let's as a generator. What what minifig heads are in the bin of Legos? Uh, yeah. As a character creation, <laughs> yeah. we're we're. I should critique it based on the criteria of the episode, which is a character generation system. <laughs> In which case, top marks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But actually, I mean, you might get really emotionally attached to this guy because you're yeah, you like might. living through like it, this guy's life is flashing before your eyes, basically, yeah. as you're getting ready to play travel. It's <laughs> almost like microscope, but for people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah kind of. A little. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, I, don't know, I really like it. I would love to have a whole game that's just making traveler just, guys, okay, or find a way to incorporate some of that stuff into like optional character generation for like some of my favorite games. Like as a roll your guy up, see what they did for their lives, sure, see if they live through <laughs> to actually become a guy. <laughs> yeah, okay. Like it'd be good for make. I mean, think about like think about like making exalted characters this way. Like, do you actually survive to exalt? Like. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't mean, know. The, this is getting the point of getting a little weird. playing an exalted character is that the answer is yes, yes, yeah. But it's I don't know. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, like that's that's my point about it. Like not being fantastic for like. Well, well, no. I wanted to play this guy. I, I didn't yeah. just want to. The point of playing the campaign is to find out what happens to them, not the character creation, which is a different. Like we're not talking about that right now, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? 
Uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's why I consider it like a, a basically a mini game tacked yeah, on yeah. Traveler as you opposed are, to like an important facet of the game. You are hundred percent right. Um, I you know I gotta think about this, and whenever I'm like, oh, what's my favorite? I don't know what games are. <laughs> what's a game? What's a game? Um, Exalted <laughs> is a game. It's the only game I Monica. can remember. Did you forget what games are again? <laughs> I am constantly trying to. Uh, um. I I do really like the way Lady B lets you just be like ah pick up a character I am this guy <laughs> yeah. right there's Looks something like to be said the for captain. that <laughs> right but the thing that makes Lady Blackbird's air quotes character creation so good is that as you read down the list of the things you get uh you learn who you are right uh, mm-hmm. there's a little blurb about your role in the story and it's real short. Uh, mm-hmm. And then it's like, uh, m- my, what is it, keys are the yeah, categories? Yeah, the things you hit to do cool stuff. To do cool stuff, but each one has a tag, and then you can gain more tags as you go on, and you start with a certain number of them, and they're things like forceful, survival. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah, the, yeah. Like, the different skills that you get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and each every time you invoke one of those properties of your character, you add another die to your pool. Uh, and you add it, up all the tags that apply to what you're doing. Yeah, and then you you yeah. roll a little dice pool. Yeah, uh, yeah Lady Lady Blackbird is like it's basically like a prompts list. Yes, as opposed to like a complete character, and you can project whatever you want to onto this guy. Right, uh, and in that, despite the fact that every game of Lady Blackbird is going to be about the same thing, you are about the crew trying to get the crew of the Owl trying to get Lady Blackbird to you know reunite with her pirate boyfriend. Um, every interpretation of those characters is going to be different. Yeah. And that is infinitely fascinating to me. Um, all right. I uh, also enjoy some aspects of Through the Breach's character creation. I think there are some parts of it that I dislike sort of in the same reasons. I dislike Traveler's stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, but it is a... You... So, the in the... By the criteria of a cool character generation system, top marks. Uh, because you do a tarot reading for your character using in-setting tarot readings. and the... That's fucking great. So uh, Malifaux and Through the Breach are both played with a 52 card deck, um, yeah. but it has proprietary suits. Like, they translate yeah. to the regular four ones, but like the regular ones on a card deck, so you can play with a regular one. But uh, you uh, follow the tarot, uh, and you are supposed to put the cards down in front of you like a tarot reading, mm-hmm. uh, and one determines your attribute skills, one determines your ability skills. They're called something else, but whatever. Uh, one determines um, like your background. One determines uh, you. All, all, you can choose to have one determine what class you start with, which are called pursuits. But you know, uh, I'm speaking in lowest common denominator terms here. Right. Uh, and and uh, you know they they progress in order. Uh, each book has a different tarot that have slightly different answers in them. Oh, okay. Uh, and slightly like the part where you roll, you flip for your stats can has frequently has some real big duds in them, uh, and you can make oh. a character who sucks totally, and that's the, yeah. really the big thing I have a problem with. But the concept of like. I'm doing a tarot reading for my character and my fate determines who I am and what I can do is really cool. 
Yeah, I like that a lot, actually. Uh, I don't. And, I don't like the whole part where you can make a character that sucks. I yeah, that I was don't. Never a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 the worst part. And usually, when I do that, I house rule it with just like here's an array of skills you can just you can just yeah. pick that instead. But the most important part of that, besides it building your character, is that each suit plus number in your tarot builds your fate lines like every character has a weird cryptic randomly generated fated destiny okay uh, which says things like when the obelisk rises from the earth the dead will howl at the moon and specters will ring silver bells and the beast court will revel <laughs> um <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, and you decide when you have met the destiny of when the obelisk rises from the earth. Uh, okay. And you yeah. could be like, you. it could either be literally happening, like you could maybe uh, actually summon an unearth an ancient artifact that's a big old obelisk, or you could have a big fight where a construct rips itself out of the ground and you could count that. Uh, okay. Or you can also choose to deny your fate. Uh, so if one part of the game is all about not letting people unearth the malevolent psychic obelisk and you successfully yeah. stop them, that is also fulfilling your fate, right? Oh, uh, that's really and, cool. And when you fulfill a fate line, uh, you get a special advance, basically a, like a custom power or uh, a weird special magic thing your character can do, and you cross it out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and when you okay. have fulfilled your entire destiny, you retire your character. That's really cool. Yes. That, yes, it I is. I like that a lot. <laughs> Dang. All right. All right, through the breach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Monica. Yeah. How do we eat that free lunch? <laughs> this could be its own episode. <laughs> Remind me again what this free lunch is. How uh, to make a fun to, guy. Right? right? Like, the point is that. Nightling Bug's point is that D&D's uh, &D's character creation is super open-ended so that people who are not, like, pointing at something like Thirsty Sword Lesbians, which is utterly fantastic, right? But yeah, if you yeah. are not already a queer person or a trans person or maybe someone who is trying to come to terms with that, uh, you may feel off-put by it because you may think it's not for you because you are self-selecting out of it, right? Right. Yes, exactly. Okay. But But your orc paladin does not tell you that so mm -hmm. you can work mm -hmm. through your self-actualization through a game that does not tell I you that you. that was how her do, point how right? do we make how do we incorporate so character generation her, her point that is, allows you to project right so her point was that like dnt character creation isn't even that good uh mm -hmm. like yeah the a lot of story games and stuff either present you with a very loose role or something where you just like answer a couple questions and that's your guy and that's great if you are a person who already understands themselves right yeah. uh and that that uh independent game creators surely could do a better version of like D D or hell even exalted's character creation right like yeah um, yep. where like how do we make a system that's great for making characters and makes people really invested and makes people want to play them over and over again. Literally like what you said about Traveler. You're like, I've never played Traveler, but I've made Traveler characters. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, because that makes people want to buy your game, right? Like, regardless yeah. of whether or not they want to play it, uh, the play part is perhaps the least important. 
<laughs> right? Like, yeah, people. Yeah, they need to have a good guy. They a need, lot oh, of keep people. Using guy. They need to have a good character. A lot of people buy games to read them because they're big, beautiful coffee table books, uh, or to mm-hmm. make make little little friends. <laughs> yeah, who they will draw pictures of, you know, <laughs> or mm-hmm. write a lot of fanfic about, uh, fantasize about playing, and then never do, you know. Yeah. I'm sorry if I'm calling you out right now. I, I don't. I don't mean you this negatively. Me specifically. <laughs> I, I'm calling a lot of people out. Uh, so what, I guess the question is, what do you look for in a good character creation system? Like what makes you want to make a, a, what makes you want to pull the, put the minifig together? Man, it's different for everyone. Right? I'm, as as, I'm asking you. for so long. <laughs> I've been recording for so long, Monica. What this do is, I like about it? This, I, is, I, this is our finale. I, Come what on. I like in a character generator is something that marries both the character's background, like the, back, the character's background and role in the world to the mechanics itself, which is why I'm drawn to story path character generation and traveler character generation. Mm-hmm. Because it asks you, what does your character do or what do you think your character does? And then assigns the mechanics to that as opposed to the other way around when you roll random numbers or pick from an array and then go well i guess they're a cleric <laughs> or right. well i wanted to make a cleric but D isn't you know it it tells you or it asks you okay do you want to be a fighter or a wizard and then you roll through all that and then it goes okay well here's your background and you have like 12 choices and none of them are particularly great like the the worst part of D is trying to figure out like which of these backgrounds is any good <laughs> <laughs> it stinks um so i i like i like character generators character generation systems that begin with like okay like yes you have your concept but we need to also figure out where your character fits into the actual like setting of the game mm-hmm. so i feel like that's like the best starting point cool man i <sighs> Yeah, now you do it. Yeah, now I got to do it. Um, <laughs> so because you just brought up like Lady B is basically prompts, prompts, for yeah, how to play your guy, which I, is the opposite of what so the point was of being able to like create something that's like for people who maybe are working through some shit and want to yeah. have a lot of flexibility. Yeah, but you can still impress that onto the character flavor forceful, right? Like, uh. I, I mean, in that, the sense of, to, to me, Lady, that's Lady like... Lady B is basically, like, playbooks. Right, yeah. Playbooks, right? I really should have talked about playbooks on the point before, so I'll talk about playbooks right now. And, then, like, I think playbooks are sort of my platonic ideal of a character creation system. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I, I actually really like Blades in the Dark for this, um, mm-hmm. because I want to both have what I can do, and I want it to be the thing that I imagined, right? Like... Uh, when I make a Blades in the Dark character, it automatically gives you points in the things you're supposed to be good at, right? Like, you yeah, cannot yeah. build a cutter and fail to stab people. You can't be. You can't make a bad character. You cannot make a bad. You character. can't make a can't make a bad character with playbooks. Yes, uh, I don't want to be able well to make designed. a bad character, right? Like, yeah. Uh, some people are like, but it's fun to suck, and I disagree. Uh, but mm, that's yeah. you know what that is purely subjective. Fun is totally subjective, so I'm not really arguing with you i don't like to suck please don't argue with you with me i think you'd be pretty i think you'd be pretty hard pressed to find someone who enjoys playing an incompetent character yeah theoretically they exist or people just like to argue that that's a thing people like i don't know um Mm. 
but like I don't want to be able to to make or accidentally make a character who sucks, which is like a problem I've had with old traditional games accidentally where you could... making an incompetent character is it's the, the worst, worst. <laughs> no one wants to accidentally be incompetent <laughs> right but i also like a prompt um and i like playbooks are kind of both where like you read down the whole thing and you know who you're supposed to be uh and in the process of doing so you are making specific choices about things your character can do like you have moves mm-hmm. you have special powers like, I want to be excited about, like, I can fight ten guys at once. Uh, but I also want to know this character is forceful, but witty, and mm, a disaster, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's not, I just literally described all of my OCs right there. Um, forceful, witty, disaster. Disaster, yep. Yeah, yeah, yep, that's sure. Sure, sure did. <laughs> uh, and so, I Wait think- Wait a minute, those are my OCs. Right? <laughs> uh, it's almost like we're friends with similar personalities. Shit. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, so, I- If I were to try to make a game just propped up on having great character creation, I would try to marry those two things. Maybe even yeah, with okay. question askers at points in the character creation. Like, imagine yeah. if a White Wolf-style character creation where you're just like, pick your concept, and you're like, I want to be a thief who's from a city and it came from an underprivileged class. And you're like, okay, cool. Uh, and then you're like, okay, pick your type. And pick my type. And then pick your attributes. And then I'm like, okay, uh, forceful, force, finesse, fortitude, blah, 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 blah. And then after that, it was like, uh, what... <laughs> what does your character do when they're in danger or whatever? And then you have to answer that or something yeah, like yeah. that. Uh, I'm doing a real bad job of demonstrating it, but we've been talking for an hour and 15 minutes and my brain's kind of shot. So <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see something that meshes those two together. That yeah, would okay. be my, yeah. that would be my free lunch. <laughs> well, well, like he said, we've been talking for a long time. We, sh- we have. <laughs> We're we're really I'm we're really wrapping tired. this up. Yeah. Uh let's uh let's wrap it up, Monica. Okay. Where can they where can they find our show? You can find the show at bxpcast.com, part of a misdirected mark network. Bing. <laughs> kind of a horse one there. Okay. Sorry. Right. Uh, what about uh how would they email us? If they want to email us with suggestions for games with great character creation or yeah. hey, uh if you have indie games that have those, uh especially yours we would like them we'll buy them we'll put them in the bxp library or pay for some community copies that'd be great mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and you can send those to bonus at gmail.com yep and also you can send this send them to us on twitter we're, we're at bonus expcast yeah we sure are um you can send them to us individually i'm at ray w cole and i'm at zenith sun and uh i should probably you know what what you know what i haven't done what haven't you done brilliant Hmm. i should make a permanent invite to our discord and like tie that to a really zippy url so people can get to our discord quickly that sounds fantastic i'm gonna do that later and then like edit it in here and like a really terrible a really terrible vocode and just scare everyone we should also put it in the (laughs) banner on our website yeah Yeah. all right everybody get out yeah all right let's go i gotta eat lunch Say it if you want to. We will see you for season five.
Yeah. You can look forward to our crazy off-brand content, but for now, I'm going to go take a four-month nap. Yep. Thanks for listening. Bonus Experience is written and produced by Monica and Ray. Their logo and art are by Nino Studios. The theme song is Reef Noise with art by Analog by Nature and is used under the attribution non-commercial Creative Commons license. But do you know who could use me without a Creative Commons license? Adam Driver. The only 20 levels of a so-called lethal damage. Essential behemoth.